Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we're going to be talking about when your partner's energy level goes down over time and after, you know, after the marriage or after the honeymoon stage ends or later on after kids or what have you. This mismatch in energy is something that I see a lot as an issue and um, it mostly goes with men not understanding women's drop but sometimes it's the opposite. And we will discuss that today right after I tell you to subscribe because, of course, I have over 130 subscriber episodes. The most recent one was on sexual empathic ruptures, specific empathic ruptures in the area of sex. For example, not having sex on your uh, honeymoon or other special occasions, birthday, whatever, and um, how to understand these better. So if you want to hear about that and all my other ones, including oral sex on women, please do subscribe. It's $8.99 a month, about an audible book, and you get so much listening. Okay, so what does it look like when somebody's energy goes down? So like lots of couples, they meet, they engage in a lot of fun activities. Maybe they're doing athletic things together, going to the gym, you know, they're going on hikes, all the stuff that, you know, people do when they're young, young, healthy mammals. <laughs> and they, you know, they're more playful, they, they engage in more physical stuff in general, you know, and of course, a lot more sex. And guys frequently, by the way, this is not all about sex, but guys really underestimate the amount of energy that women need for sex, especially because they think you're just laying there. And that's what some guys actually say. And um, you still need energy for it. You still need to be in a headspace where you can relax and be focused and you're not just totally wiped out even if you're literally just trying to lay there and think sexual thoughts that does take energy because remember there's a time of night for men where they couldn't for example do sudoku or really understand something that they were trying to learn for work right there's a time of night where you cannot do something that isn't in your wheelhouse that you don't find enjoyable that requires sustained effort such as reading a brief for work or making a presentation for work or doing your finances, there's a point at which your mental energy is gone, right? So that's how to think about it too. So we're not just talking about uh, physical energy, we're talking about mental energy, focus, concentration. You know, you need those things, even if your body is completely inert, which of course I do not encourage. But even if a woman is just laying there trying to think sexy thoughts and get in the mood and, and be present or have some kind of fantasy going that helps her, you know, be responsive, which, you know, great, you know, try whatever you can, man, you know. Um, that's wonderful. And of course, I have a podcast about why it shouldn't bother you if your wife fantasizes about other men, because at least she's trying to get in the mood for sex, you know. But um, anyway, so there's mental energy, there's emotional energy. So like a woman that loved to have conversations about how much you guys love each other, you know, like that shit is tapped out. So, you know, that is a profound decrement for many women is in the emotional energy sphere, especially when she has children, because she's engaging with them emotionally all the time. Remember when you were dating, she was just saying, I love you to you. Now she's saying, I love you to all of you all the time. And that's a lot of emotional energy. So... So before we get into like the various types, why do people have a decrease in energy overall? One, that's for both genders, is depression. 
Depression really leads to a lot of fatigue, loss of concentration, loss of physical energy. In fact, exercise intolerance is a symptom of, of depression and leaden paralysis. So like you, people always say, oh yeah, exercise, that helps depression. What about when you can't get up? Depression is like the flu, you know, especially when it's not just mild and it's more moderate or severe. It really feels like you can't get up. Like you're ex so exhausted, you get up, like you even go to the gym and you're like, you can't do anything. It's like you're kind of walking around in a fog. There's something called psychomotor slowing, you know, and it's observable to others. You just seem like you're walking, talking, and you are internally thinking and slower. Everything is slower. And there's just a complete lack of energy. Antidepressants can sometimes help with this. For people who are treatment resistant, you know, they kind of wait it out, unfortunately. Therapy can help. But there's a huge biological component to depression. That's why, thankfully, you know, many people do respond to some sort of medication, you know. But energy decrease is a huge symptom of depression in both genders. So this can happen also when a woman says, why does he just lay on, you know, the couch all the time watching TV? Could be that, could be low T. But whatever it is, when a man is just laying around, particularly because men have more testosterone and they do have higher energy levels than women, which is why after this I'll turn to the more usual situation where the woman has the energy decrease. If a man is just laying around, he's probably depressed or has low T, and low T leads to depression. So overall, he's not doing well. That's like not a good thing for a guy. You know, that is that is a bad sign. So even just that by itself, if he's just going to work, then laying around, not really playing with the kids, not really, you know, doing anything, then I, you should conclude that there's a problem and want him to get evaluated by a psychologist or a psychiatrist or even just his GP if that's where you could get him in because there's probably something else going on biologically or psychologically, such again as depression, low T, some sort of illness, who knows, because it is very unusual. Now, with women, it's not as unusual. So over the course of the month, there's like, uh, you know, the whole post-ovulation phase, women feel worse. And I've tried to, you know, explain this to you guys, that women are super uh, dependent on where they are in their cycle. Their mood is very dependent on whether they are pre-ovulation or post-ovulation. On the first two weeks of the cycle, if this is if they're not on hormonal birth control, which kind of messes up the cycle, you don't have a cycle anymore, Um you still get your period, but that's just because you stop taking the pills with the hormones in them. You take the basically the placebo pills for a week so you could kind of have like a fake period. But it isn't, it has nothing to, you, you don't ovulate. That's the whole point, you know. So for women that are not on hormonal birth control, they go up, their energy goes up until ovulation. Those are, you know, right before ovulation, they want to have sex on ovulation day, etc. And then after that, they feel worse. And for many women, they feel a lot worse, especially in the week or the days leading up to the period. And their energy just goes to zero. And they feel irritable. And they do lay around and they want to eat more and they're more bloated and they're more tired. And this is normal, you know, um, at various levels. Some women have PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which means that this is amplified and they are super depressed, angry, irritable. And for those women, usually an antidepressant is prescribed for the second half of the cycle. And so definitely talk to your doctor if that sounds like you or if it sounds like your wife, that the days before the period are just intolerable. It's normal to have mood variation, you know, but if, if it's something where like she can't go to work or like she can't engage normally with you and the kids at all, 
then then hopefully something could be done, you know? Uh, maybe she needs to be on hormonal birth control. Maybe she needs to be on an antidepressant. You know, who knows? But something could happen that could fix it, right? Or help in some way. Don't just assume that that's how it's supposed to be. But anyway, even within women who have a more normative response to the post-ovulation phase, they're still going to have less energy, you know, in the second half of the, of the month, and especially the day before or the days or the week before their period. And so that's when they do lay around, you know, more. And also women have less energy overall. You know, they're smaller they have less testosterone. Testosterone leads to aggressiveness, energy, risk-taking. They don't have as much of that. As they age, they have less and less, you know? And as women get into their 40s, you know, that's when perimenopause starts. And I have a whole podcast on how women's bodies and brains change in their 40s and fatigue becomes worse. And so they don't have the energy or the drive to do certain things that they used to do, even if they're not depressed. So this used to be considered more normative, but as I always discuss, we have a very youth-obsessed culture where people think that they can just stay young forever. I have my whole podcast, uh, Age is Just a Number or something, um, or basically saying that the age is not, age isn't just a number or whatever is bullshit. Like, yes, the chronological age you are obviously, <laughs> you know, has a lot of, uh, validity to it you know people don't say yeah you know my daughter's 12 but you know she's like a young 12 emotionally so I don't think she's gonna get her period till she's 19. No everybody gets their period around the same age if they don't then you take them to the doctor right like everybody's kid grows you know a lot in puberty and changes a lot how they look you know everybody does that at the same time like there's a class of sixth graders and then in seventh grade they look a lot different and in eighth grade they look really different and then in high school you ever see those boys come in in ninth grade they still look like they're seven and then in 12th grade they look like a strapping man you know that's like that's just how life goes like there is a time at which our bodies change but because our culture is super focused on everybody staying young and immortal forever and all of the things that you could buy to help you do that you know there's a whole like system in place where you could buy infinity technological and and biological sorts of things to take and to do and whatever with the goal of keeping you young forever so it's a thriving industry and you get your social media ads for all of these things and basically it tricks people into thinking that there isn't just a stage at which things change and of course there is because then on the, you just like how most women have menarche at the same time, like the first period, they have menopause at the same time, pretty much, you know, and because men don't either get or not get their period, then they think that somehow once they turn into a man, which of course everybody started looking like a man at the same time, somehow they're not all going to get old at the same time or lose their hair at the same time. There's some individual variation, but mostly there is a common human trajectory of aging. And that used to be more acceptable, and now it isn't. So, you know, women in their 50s are supposed to look like women in their 30s, and that's just not sustainable or possible. And one of the things of age is that you get older and more tired. And 
even just literally thinking of it like, oh, of course, my wife is going to get more tired over time. Let me go back and think about my own mother. This can help many men because like they want their wife to be, let's say, going out and playing, you know, a sport with them or playing golf with them and then going out at night and hanging out with their friends. And, you know, also then waking up early the next morning, no problem, drive the kids to swim. And, you know, then everything's, you know, then they have sex too in the afternoon and the woman will be destroyed by that, you know? She is so tired on the weekend. She works during the week. You know, she's looking forward to relaxing. She's tired. She isn't like she was when she was in her 20s. And then I say to some men, I say, where, like, what was your wife like? You know, What was your mother like when she was, uh, let's say, 47, like your wife? Oh, yeah, you know, she didn't really do very much by then. Like, you know, she she had been social when I was really young. But by that time, I guess I was a teenager. Yeah, you know, she watched TV a lot. You know, she would go for a walk sometimes with her friends in the neighborhood. She always did go to work, pretty sedentary. Sometimes, you know, we would you know, play a board game. I'm like, what the hell do you expect your wife to be having some punishing social schedule that would be fit for like, you know, a reality TV star then, you know, like, what are we even talking about? Things happen. You know, she's not going to be the same woman as she was when she was 25 and you guys were out all night partying. But anyway, uh, so yes, there are natural age-related changes. Other things obviously include, you know, as I said, first of all, there's depression, then there's natural age-related changes, but also people's priorities shift. So what you perceive as an energy level change may just be that your wife doesn't value, uh, you know, going to the gym anymore. Like she really doesn't. Like she only has so many hours in the day and she doesn't value spending them going to the gym. A lot of women have that epiphany <laughs> and they're like, you know, or or they don't go to the gym in the same way or they decide instead they're going to like walk outside or they're going to do yoga or something. And the guy is still expecting that she's going to, you know, be doing the same sorts of workouts with the same result that she was when she was younger and she just doesn't care anymore. She doesn't want to do that anymore. And she doesn't find it fun. She's been doing it for years. She probably was never doing it for fun. She was always doing that sort of thing because she hated her body. And she was, was, you know, pushing back against her thinking that she was fat. If she exercised X amount, that she felt better, you know. And it wasn't ever really a fun thing for her. It was more of a, you know, keeping herself looking the right way. And then as she gets older, she's like, fuck that. I only have one life. I don't want to spend it in spin class if I hate spin class. So there could also be a values shift, just like guys, it's, I always say the same thing. It's like asking a guy who's like 65 to be as excited about his career as he was when he was 35. Why? His values have changed. He's done his time. Most of it was out of anxiety and, you know, that, that he would somehow be on the street homeless, you know, more than the woman thinks. So a woman is like, oh, why is he retiring? He always loved his career. A, sure, but things change. B, maybe he didn't love it as much as you think. And C, maybe there's different ways that he wants to spend the rest of his life when it's become salient to him that he only has so much time. And it's the same thing with women and whatever sort of thing. And it isn't just, by the way, exercise. It's like partying or socializing. If a woman was always more of an introvert, but was socializing for the sake of the children to have, you know, a social life and family, friends and whatever, then a lot of times when the kids leave the house, she's kind of done hanging out with people she doesn't want to hang out with. She doesn't feel that she has the social energy. She doesn't have the impetus and she doesn't have the motivation. 
and this happens a lot, by the way, is that women who are introverts um, can can uh, act extroverted when they need to, which in my posts I call the extroverted introvert. And then when they don't need to anymore because the kids aren't around anymore, they're not just going to go have, you know, dinners with endless amount of the guy's friends and their wives because they don't want to. That was always kind of aversive and shitty. And in this phase of their life, they kind of want to do what they want. Now, of course, people should still compromise. So this is just to explain why your wife may say more, that she's tired and say no to more things than you expect. And then there comes sex, right? So sex requires energy. As I said before, it also requires mental energy. It requires physical energy, certainly. And so most people aren't doing the same amount of like, you know, 15 position switches that they were in their 20s. Obviously, that takes a lot of energy and flexibility and all sorts of things. But also there's emotional energy and there's mental energy. And both of those, you you need a lot of that, particularly if your libido is low. You really need to get yourself in the zone and think about, you know, sexy thoughts and all of that. And it's not just, you know, laying there and letting pleasure wash over you. Because if you just lay there and didn't do anything mental to help yourself get excited, pleasure would not wash over you. And the older you get, pain washes over you because you're not aroused. So guys frequently don't understand the mental energy required to for a person who has no drive to do something to get themselves in the mood to do something. And of course, I always make the analogy, if you're not hungry, it's very hard to eat. You could tell yourself that you're eating to be polite. You could tell yourself this is very important to do to eat, but it's real hard to eat if you're not hungry. And that's, of course, how women feel increasingly as they're older, is they're just their hormonal drive just goes down. And with it, you then need a lot more energy. And that is not to say that the woman should not put in this energy when she can't. So then, of course, it brings us to like, what can you do about this mismatch? The first order of business always is empathy. So even just listening to this podcast could help a lot of people understand their lower energy partner and say, wow, honestly, if they feel in these ways, it's a wonder that they do all the things that they do. You know, and actually I could think about it differently that they are making a big effort if they really do feel bad and low energy in all of these ways. And maybe that's more natural than I assumed. And maybe more women are are like that than I thought, you know. So that empathy is really the basis of every relationship growing deeper and closer. And when men can turn to their wives and say, you know what, I never really thought about it. But it's really not fair that I ask you to go out as late or to go go to the gym as much or to have sex as much or whatever as you did when you were younger because you're not younger because we all go, we all get older. Like it would be like you asking me to like grow more hair. I can't do that. You know, have a better erection quality, you know, can't do that. And for those of you, there's always the guys on the internet that are like, oh, well, I pop Viagra, you know, like it's my job. There are side effects to things, you know, and and, and uh, sometimes there are other men, for example, who say, no, of course I would not take Viagra like every day, you know, because there are side effects that I have discussed and this and that and, and whatever uh, with my provider. And so it would be like that. It would be like if she wanted you to be on something that could potentially be bad for your health every single day so that you could replicate what it was like to be a 25-year-old man. You know, you might find that offensive because you're not a 25-year-old man. Um... But also, you could understand that within the context of a loving marriage, and I have a whole podcast on chore play and when it does work, when it does work is within a loving marriage. Within a loving marriage, if I'm saying like without 
empathic ruptures and disconnection with the, when a woman is not avoiding attachment. So your more usual situation of a loving couple that is really just trying to work with the vicissitudes of aging. The more shit you do for her, the more energy she's going to have. Because like even something so stupid as the grocery shopping, that really takes a lot out of you if you're a low energy person. So if you do the grocery shopping instead of her do the grocery shopping, then within a loving marriage where you guys have talked about this and everybody getting their needs met and try to empathize with each other, if you do the grocery shopping, she's gonna she's a lot more willing to be intimate that night or to go out to dinner or whatever it is that you want her to do. Because a lot of men think that these, because they're very high energy, they think that little chores and stuff around the house should be no big deal. But if you are a low energy person, if you struggle with depression, if you're, if you're, if you're premenstrual, if you're feeling just, you know, age-related energy drop, going to the grocery store is fucking hard. You know, it, it really takes your energy out. You got to go back to spoon theory. You could Google spoon theory, which they use for people with chronic pain. You only have so many spoons of energy in a day if you have chronic pain or chronic fatigue. And you are all the time making a calculus. This is an analogy, obviously. There's no real spoons of energy. But you're always making a calculus in your mind. Okay, it takes like three spoons to shower and six spoons to make a phone call and 18 spoons to go to the grocery store. So how should I use my spoons right now? And it's kind of this little calculus of how am I going to allot my energy or my time knowing and feeling deeply that I have finite energy. And this is something it's hard to understand if you feel that you have infinite energy. You know, like a, a real healthy guy who has high energy cannot really not understand the sorts of trade-offs that somebody with lower energy would have to make. So if you talk to your wife about, gee, if I take over X amount of the housework, are you going to feel more, you know, energetic and alive and helped and affirmed and empathized with and validated and better about me and all of these good things? Usually she'll say yes, you know, but she could feel embarrassed saying to you that grocery shopping is such a big deal for her if you act like it's like ain't no thing and she should, you know, what else does she have to do because her job has less hours than yours and blah, blah, blah. So a couple that's working together, and of course you could do this in couples counseling, if these, if these conversations don't go well on your own, which they don't for many, then you could be talking about this. Like, how can I, in fact, take things off of her plate? Now, within the context of a, of a workhorse type of preoccupied attachment man trying to unilaterally, secretly take things off of his wife's plate in the hopes that she turns to him with a big smile and wants to have sex, that shit doesn't work. But within the context of a loving and strong marriage, which, of course, you could get to with couples counseling or, you know, uh, other ways, such as maybe DIY couples counseling, listening to enough of my podcasts. <laughs> but, I mean, that's really, this is no replacement for couples counseling. This is, you know, an enhancement. This is interesting. But don't tell yourself this is couples counseling because it's obviously not. Um, but th the point is. If you're getting to a place where you trust each other and you're happy and you have a strong connection, then you can really have conversations. Like, all right, you do the grocery shopping, I'm going to take a bath, and then when you come home, I'm ready, you know, to have sex. And she can get ready to have sex because she doesn't have to do the fucking grocery shopping. And unless you've been a low-energy slash depressed slash aging female, you don't know how bad the grocery shopping is. <laughs> and if you condescend to how bad the grocery shopping is, then you don't know shit. And nobody should be having sex with somebody condescending of either gender anyway. 
So anyway, a lot of what I work with men on, honestly, is understanding their wives. And it's like a big deal to them to have this epiphany. Holy shit. Something I don't even think about. Oh, I guess I'll pick some shit up at the store. Yeah, okay, cool. To her, it's like, okay, I got to go into the store. I got That means I got to get dressed. That means I got to get into the car. That means I got to drive to the car. This whole thing's going to be an hour and a half. I'm going to be tired. I don't like night driving particularly. Then by the time I come back, then I got to help the kids with the homework. How am I going to have the energy to help the kids with the homework? I still got to put away the groceries. I mean, this sounds stupid, but for somebody who struggles with depression, who struggles with low energy, who struggles with chronic pain, this is how they think. Okay, this is how I've thought. And I've been clear, I've struggled with depression and I've, oh, and one big one that I forgot to mention is when a woman is nursing or pregnant, which I was for many moons, having three children, then their energy is also in the garbage. You know, it's in the toilet. And if you have young kids and you're picking them up all day, your energy is also in the toilet. So there's a whole phase before aging of being a young mother when you're also exhausted all the time. So, I mean, you know, women don't catch a break. You know, their biology makes it very hard for them to be the person who is the primary caretaker. Because in our, yes, they love the kids super much and evolutionarily they want to be the primary caretaker. But there always used to be an extended kid network. So you could give the baby off to your sister, your mother, whoever, who was right there when you were exhausted. But now you can't catch a break, especially in the more classic situation where the man's working all the time and the woman's at home. She has no break. She has nobody to help. So in that situation, she's tired all the fucking time, especially if she's a lower energy woman or one who struggles with depression. Anyway, I hope that this increased your empathy. I went a little bit long, really long for me, 25 minutes, because this is such a big topic. And please do subscribe. Then you'll get the sexual empathic ruptures one and 130 others. And I'll talk to you all soon.